0: Love these stickers. Which one the, which is the elephant? Uh raised. Is it really? Yeah. Because I looked at it, I was like, it looks familiar, but then it's like separated. No, that's the one.
1: What is up, folks? You are listening to the Emulsion Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Kana. This is episode 30. Great to have you back for this very, very special interview show today. And if you're new here, well, this is a show where I talk all about restaurant news and more often than not on the fine dining end of the spectrum that I'm more or less paying attention to on my journey as a chef myself. The best part about this show is you can get involved too. I stream the recordings of the show live on Facebook, where you can go ahead and comment and join in the conversation. And I also love getting the stories that you guys think that I should be covering over on my Twitter, at Justin underscore Kana. And don't forget to hashtag The Emulsion so I can find you. So today's guest, who I'm insanely excited to talk with, is an artist formerly known as Formally, known as Dosfee, who is local here in Seattle and also happens to be super into food and specifically thinking about food in a different way as a guest. He specializes in menu art, so he'll arrive at a restaurant, kind of ask for a copy of the menu, and then with his bag of tools, which includes markers and pens and pencils and other different uh, forms, he will kind of do an inspired piece on the menu during his meal. And At the end, there's kind of a tangible piece of creativity for the restaurant as kind of a thank you for providing him with hopefully a great experience. I'm super, super excited to talk with you today, man. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show.
0: Hello, thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, so maybe you can start by filling in some gaps. I gave it. I gave it a little kind of brief introduction for how I know you best, but there's so much more to you and DOSFI, the the aura of DOSFI. So, if is there anything else that I that went unsaid that you can kind of tell us a little bit about
0: you and what you do? Oh, um, well, you know, uh, I went to undergrad university, uh, University of Texas for art, um, focusing mainly on painting, mm-hmm. um, and I did the whole. The art scene in terms of the gallery, presenting, and trying to get in a museum, and then working with uh, patrons and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, that didn't go so smoothly as I thought. Right. So uh, I you know, made sure I got a day job to help pay for things, and then I continued with my art, making sure I pursued what I found valuable, mm-hmm. and how art spoke to me, and how I'm going to express that voice. So it proceeded from that, and then I just got really lucky. I had some good friends when I lived in Atlanta. Right. Um, enjoyed my drawings on receipts I would throw them away they would dig God. them out of the trash and then and then they would I were know. they always
1: restaurant receipts?
0: yes most okay. of the time yeah. because um, when I was in Atlanta that's when a lot of the uh, LA movie business went over there mm-hmm. and all my friends I, I, my new friends because I was a trans man as well yep um, they would want to explore the Atlanta food scene with me right especially being foodies from LA mm-hmm. and we would uh, eat at places and then the receipts I would doodle on uh, and then I would throw it away and they noticed that someone would just, all one of them would co- dig in the trash and keep them like, I love these. And so from there it progressed to, uh, I recall I did a drawing on a menu, um, at Leon's full service in Decatur, Georgia. They actually kept the menu put underneath their bar. You know, most bars have like receipts or favorite receipts or something yep, like that. Yep. yep. They like the taped- first dollar that they made. Exactly. At. Exactly. Um, and I was on Instagram at the time. But uh, when I went to the bar again, I saw that drawing. I was like, hey, you know, y'all kept my drawing. Like, oh, we love it. And then, you know, like on Instagram, you know, like a lot of people will, like have commented on it. So that led to, hey, I had to go on Instagram to read what the people are saying because it's kind of curious. And I was I, at the time I was still jaded with art in terms of like a public forum and means of how I like, visualize myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seeing the comments was so welcoming and so kind, um, really kind of. Light bulb in the head, just like, yep. hey, maybe I have something here. Right. And so that proceeded to more menu arts. Eventually I moved to Seattle. So uh, how long ago was that? About two and a half years ago. We're about a little close to two and a half years right yep. now. Yep, 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 So that's where... That, and I came here with my wife. She has a job here. Um, and the beauty of my art thing is I can be anywhere and sure. still accomplish it. It's still, like we're probably going to talk about it, mm-hmm. the experience aspect of dining out.
1: Right, right. And speaking of uh, being where you are, we're in your studio right now, yes. and this is only only visible for those of the guests that are watching on, on on video. But this is great. Like, so this is a super super small studio in a little neighborhood in Seattle, and this is this is where the magic happens for you. No? Yeah. Uh, I mean. Well, uh, unless you're at a restaurant.
0: I was gonna say, mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I have mastered some aspects of my art where I can execute without doing a lot of research, a lot of analyzing, a lot of sketching. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're kind of seeing in the menu art. The right. Ideas that I've been working with. Sure. Um, with a database of images that I've been fascinated by, and then I see what the dining environment is and the flow of it. That's the menu art. Mm-hmm. In the studio, you're right. This is where a lot of a lot of just like trial and error. Right. As you can see. Which and, is awesome. Oh, thanks. Um, um, yeah, there's a lot of if everybody gets a kind of glimpse at it, there's a lot of different mediums I work with. Mm-hmm. And, um, just, just, is just like a hodgepodge of just ideas, posts on walls. Yeah. 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 I try to keep, <laughs> I try to be as organized as possible because yep. we just, I, I'm very fortunate. I got this space and it would get lost. Yeah. It get yeah. Lo- It gets lost. You can see it's like, I have a shoe rack right here. Sure. It's my semi.
1: Totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why, maybe a good place to start is why restaurants as opposed to, like stage theater or museums or rock shows. Like, why don't you, why aren't you the guy that goes to every museum in town and takes their brochure and draws on that brochure?
0: Well, it's funny thing you said that I've done that
1: before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would believe it. I yeah. would believe it. But you're so drawn to, and you're so fond of sharing, um, your art through menus. So, yeah. Um,
0: so let. I guess I like to view this time of age. I talked to a good friend like about five, 10 years ago, there's like four to five different types of people who go to museums. And uh, he was mentioning people who go to museums for educational purposes, like they go on a school trip. Uh, people who go there to get away from life and just relax. Mm-hmm. People who go there to take a date or like a special event kind of situation. Uh, people who go there to analyze art as a visual form. Um, and then there's the miscellaneous category. Because of what, what that conversation, it made me think the hardest part of like a store or a museum is getting people in the door. Right then from there you you take this on take them on this journey it's exactly like a dining experience if you if you go to a real executed you know restaurant they, in a way you are trying to I might you i mean like the audience is trying to get away from home going there for a social event mm-hmm. want to be taken care of want to feel comfortable and then want to leave remembering a good time not only the company the food the service the whole gamut of things sure that is because of that um, experience, I'm like, why can't you flip it around? And why can't an artist go into a space, transform something that you, people take for granted, like a menu. Right. Um, and I'm very big on like reusing materials, mm. transforming. Um, that's why I chose the menu uh, with the help of a friend mentioning that. Yep. And kind of flip that experience for the people and back. Um, I, I did work at theater tech, so I kind of, the way I view it in a way, in mm. a way. Um, the people in the kitchen are like they are tech people you don't get to see them work behind as... the scenes exactly mm-hmm. exactly and you're putting the hard time and labor mm-hmm. and a sign of appreciation is the menu art right um, and so it's it's a layered kind of gift mm. and I think that's the key thing it's a gift it's, it's unexpected mm-hmm. I hope it's a valued product right and um, you know it, it's it's a, a sign of gratitude sure sure so for everyone uh, that's live watching that
1: is interested in what we're talking about so far, there's going to be a break kind of in halfway through the interview where I will kind of flip the phone around and answer any questions. So continue commenting, continue commenting and we'll get to you very, very shortly. Um, So you've talked about kind of different forms of art. Do you look as at cooking as an art or as a craft?
0: Oh man. Um...
1: Because it goes both ways. A lot of people debate it on certain levels
0: let me make sure i, I clarify mm. uh when i view art versus um craft the both go hand in hand a craft what i think a lot of people like to put craft in the category is something you do rep- repetitively and you master that craft mm. so that you produce something that takes a lot of professional ex- and executed execute really well um art In my opinion, can't survive without that skill. Sure. So to say that they don't belong with each other is hard for me to believe. Mm -hmm. I think if I had to define, though, art different from craft, is the ability with art, whether it be cooking, singing, a visual form, is you know you've mastered your craft, but now can you manipulate the situation so you can bring a point across, whether it be a story or your expression? Right. But you understand the craft behind it.
1: Okay. So the craft has to come first. I,
0: I, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. I totally agree with yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any particularly favorite menus that you've done so far?
0: Ooh. <laughs> well, let me say this. My Instagram, I just looked at it a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, I have maybe like over 1,500 posts. Wow. And that's... Menu Art's only been around for five years. Uh-huh. So to say that, um, which if you, if you have a channel straight in the studio, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like 25 sketchbooks. Wow. I did a sketchbook every year mm-hmm. so I can just hone my skills. Yep. Hence the craft. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, man, I can't think of a favorite one. I think the best way I view it, cause like you're talking about, it's a, gr- a sign of gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's really the responses that sure captivate me mm-hmm. good and bad. Right. Um, and so I think those are what's memorable. Um, the art piece, I'm just happy people like them. Um, I hope that in the future I continue to make better and better works. Mm-hmm. But the the response to the menu art it's what's most memorable. Do
1: you have a particular story that stands out to you where
0: it's like uh, it I mean, can be good or bad? I mean, yeah. Um, well, you were there that one yeah that, that one time where yeah, yeah, yeah. um, the chef said, "Can we draw on the?" It's a saya? A asaya, yeah, a saya. I mean, that was like, Ooh, that's fun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then when I looked at it, you know, I was like, this is a precious piece, right? Right. Um, It takes a lot of to me. It takes a lot of guts to be like, hey, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's like. Like I've done a car before and someone's like, can you paint on my car? And I'm like, you want me to paint your car? I'm sure about that. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 a sign of gratitude. But it's mm-hmm. also like reciprocation of like, hey, I would like you to do something even further. Right, right. And uh, as you probably saw, um, it's pushing the boundaries of what mm-hmm. I can do with the art. Right. That's fascinating and fun. And
1: that, yeah, because I was just going to say, that's what does it for you is the, the, the creative challenge. Yeah. and What you're interested in now, because I think that transcends a couple of different creative fields where it's like, once that craft is there, and once you're comfortable going into it, then it becomes like, okay, now what can I do with this? Right. And what uh, situations can I put myself in? Um, I mean, I think about the pop-up we did the other day where it was in a field, in the middle of a field on a farm. Yeah. And it was like a table and a fire, and we were like, okay, we need to do nine courses off of that. That, to me, is more fun than taking a line cook job somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um but don't get me wrong the audience is like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I still got to take commissions to make a 100% yeah. 100% I mean yeah. that's
1: the reason that we did a private dinner at some lady's house last night I, I, you know I, what i mean I, I, it's the exact that. that's why we get that's why we can get along because yeah. we we can jam on a very like a creative to creative level yeah. that's why i'm excited
0: yeah it's creative and practicality yep. intertwined mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, you have to find that balance which right. is so difficult mm-hmm. and um you got to stick with it
1: right um Going back to the menus, do you have any restaurants that have menus that you're particularly attracted to, as far as design, or layout, or?
0: You, you know, it's 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 funny because um, my perspective of an art is uh, you no, know, I grew up in a Buddhist and Catholic environment. Mm-hmm. The, the number three is so important. Okay. To try to... So when you get when I view art, um, there's three components: the art itself, mm-hmm. the audience. And then the artist. Right. So each one has a message. And if they're all online, hey, everybody's really happy. If they're not, you know, that discordance that you have is not so pleasant. Mm. Um, so, to, so what you're asking is, oh, is there a menu that I, I like? That's, that's two parts That's the art piece itself and mm-hmm. the audience. Yep. And the audience, it really depends on the restaurant itself. So for example, I've been to Tokyo mm-hmm. and menus are either plastic laminated or on the board. Right. But if you go to a really nice, like, fine dining or sushi restaurants they have the rice paper yeah which is which i think is great because like if a sushi restaurant they use rice sure rice paper is a very um historical piece in the culture especially with their uh ink drawings um and there's different type of grades those are a lot of fun because i'm like oh i know i can't use certain pens because it will tear the the paper yeah. yeah then you have to also balance the ink um that won't bleed too much which is funny because then that's me trying to problem-solve, like we were saying, pushing it. Yep. Um, those were fun because I'm not only thinking about subject matter, I'm thinking about material. I'm thinking cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because what I learned from that, like today, I went to um, a Seattle restaurant. Didn't have any menus drawn, but they had napkins. So I knew I had materials that worked similar to rice paper. Got it. So I used the same type of like... Uh, was that
1: the flower you posted this morning? Yes, that was the flower. I love that one. Yeah, thank you. I love you. that one. That was super nice. And then
0: that ink, is, it's kind of funny because that ink um, is actually the... Uh, I have a friend uh, who works, um, you know, in uh, kind of uh, makeup... And they have ink you draw on skin that it's easily to see. Uh, you can see it, but you can also wash it away really sure, easily. Sure. It's the same type of pen with the same ink. So it bleeds to a certain extent. Because okay. it bleeds too much, you can wash it away and stuff mm-hmm, like that. So mm-hmm. it's also learning the materials behind right, it. It's right, fascinating.
1: Right. Um, let's see. Uh,
0: how does the creative part process start for you? You know, uh, I've, I've been thinking about that question a lot. Okay. It's, it's funny. I watched some documentaries about it. The hardest part about the creative process is being open-minded and ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was uh, like, hey, is a moment. you Hey, oh, Eureka, it happens. It, it doesn't usually happen that way. I do have those moments and I'm really happy I have them. Um, but uh, it's that continual being prepared. You always, like we we're talking about mashing your craft. Sure. You're always building what your repertoire of how your art is devised, building that vocabulary. So when an opportunity does come up, you are ready and prepared to execute. Right. And same thing that we, that, that restaurant we did with, it's just like that The opportunity. I was like, I, I knew the wood. I knew I had to build a base of ink so I can use a different material on top of that to right. create the final piece. That's, that's, that's what like, to me, inspiration is about mm-hmm. is finding the opportunity and then executing that moment.
1: I think there's such a huge aspect that goes unspoken with the, with being, with getting that sort of repertoire of yourself in, because, um, I certainly have noticed it quite a bit when, if you're doing a dinner, like what right. I did the other weekend, um, the reason that I was able to come in so like calm, cool, and collected is because I've had so many experiences where things don't go right. Right. And when you talk about, you know, getting that knife cover and seeing like, oh, this is wood, I immediately know that I have to put a layer of ink down. Right. Right. That comes very similar to, you know, the first time a guest sends a dish back that's cold and you're like, oh, if I'm doing a hot, pl- hot dish and it's for this many people, I need to start with hot plates. Yeah. You know, and all those lessons kind of like accumulate on themselves. Yeah. I think that goes very unspoken. But I do agree with you that creativity is a, a habit, right? You yeah. Work on it, work on yeah. it, work on
0: it. Whenever I teach uh, art classes or anything, it's like I tell them. You're, an art piece is really never done you're always working on it sure but you yourself you're always unread, in ready mode right right. Um, I grew up playing a lot of sports and so I use a lot of sports analogies like, and they use it like we, it's, it's like full circle you're mm-hmm. building your craft you're yep. building your skill set yep. you know what you can do you know what you can't do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when are you gonna apply those skills and then that's the beauty of art when are you gonna know your habits and skill set and twist it on its head Sure. When you're going to break that. Okay. But th- I think that, that just takes time and years. And so stuff.
1: let's dive in. Let's go a little bit deeper in that. What would make... Does that challenge you? Or does that kind of... You use that when the creative juices aren't flowing? You're like, what would Dazfi never do?
0: And then you do something like that? Like, well, That's a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the menu Art, I think... If you really broke down the menu arts in terms of style, mm-hmm. there are three main styles. And the one that people are most attracted to is the white on black. Yep. Um, it just pops out. It's it, it sings very beautifully with one note. Right. Um, but now, especially because my wife, she's like, you know, you can do color. People don't know you can do color. Sure. Why don't you do that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's more of like me as an artist. Like when when should I do that? Or if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well. Right. And so, uh, as you're probably well aware of, that Mm -hmm. raised donuts event was my, to me, an opportunity to show three different styles of art, right, in very similar subject matter, but giving hints of color, yep,
1: yep,
0: Um, and that's and that's where, that's where I'm like trying to figure out. All right, I can do color. I know I can do color because I paint, right. But how do I get color? into the similar art form as that white on black mm-hmm. to get that same effect. Right. Or similar effect. Sure. So, um, you, you, as a viewer, you can almost feel like you're moving on to the next chapter. Got it. That, a that makes Transition. Sense. Yeah.
1: Um, so that would be an interesting question I would have for you. As someone who is doing something in the creative industry, who has experience and the craft is honed, but I'm trying to... Um, discover what, so like where I'm going with it is I can look at a, a a photo on Instagram Mm -hmm. without any sort of context, no, no name, no hashtags, no anything. And I see it and I know that it's yours because you have a very signature, you know, feel to what you do. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone like me or anybody who's listening, who is working on trying to getting their own voice and getting their own style and their own, you know, like so that I can set a plate down. And you say that is a Justin conant kind of
0: So, let's go back to the three things I mentioned mm-hmm, with the art mm-hmm. audience and your artist itself. Sure. If you break down the elements of whatever piece you're doing into... And you can conquer two of the three aspects that you're aiming for. for Say, say you found the audience. Yep. And then you found the art style that you like. Then I think you would be able to put a footprint on the whole... Got it. Argument. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think with that analogy, the audience is the most crucial and difficult part, though. Mm-hmm. It's like we mentioned with the restaurants or the galleries, sure. getting people to come into the place. Right. People to hear or visualize or taste. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the hardest things to do. And if you can find that, I'm like I said, I'm very appreciative of it. Yep. Then you can actually analyze where you are and how you want to proceed to. Right to how you want to express your art with your audience. Sure. So I think finding the audience is the crucial point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think the menu art is. It's I'm fine. I found a group of wonderful people who appreciate art. Yep. Uh, but you don't have to go to a gallery to it. Exactly. You're, you're, you're working at a restaurant and you see it. And I think that's what's the fun part about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, that's what Instagram is doing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. getting a visual form of art
1: that scales, yeah, and it's charitable. Exactly, and that's a good point because I feel like there's some sort of uh, bone in every single uh chef or restaurant person's body that craves creativity, but we don't go to art galleries, you know. So like, you're basically in a in a very practical sense bringing that art to them. Yeah, in that way, exactly,
0: totally makes sense. Yeah, and that's I think that's the key thing is. Figuring out the two, mm-hmm. figuring out how you and audience, uh, how you as an artist meets the audience, audience halfway. Sure. And and I think that's that's a actually, great way that, to think that, about that's it. The great way, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's a really really good way to think about. It. So we've also talked in the past about um, your toughest critic, which you've mentioned is your wife. Yes. Right? And you, but there's a reason that you respect her opinion and where you kind of like. Can empathize with people who don't really understand the art so maybe you can go a little bit deeper in that and why you respect her so much and what else you would what you kind of look for in feedback from other people
0: um so the reason why I respect my wife and I'm very very blessed and very happy and I love her to death (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, is she would be with me even if I didn't have the art So she's not in love with me because of art Mm -hmm. she's in love with me for who I am as a person which is great Because of that, she has a foundation of saying, I'm not obsessed with you from the art, so I don't need to, if I offend you about your art, I I won't, you know, I won't feel. Because it's not personal. Right. It's not personal. Mm -hmm. She won't feel guilty from Mm -hmm. that critique. Sure. Um, And then because she knows me and knows that I want to be a better artist Mm. uh, as a personal goal, she understands that I want to push myself to the limit. And then the third and most crucial aspect, which just takes time, is she's seen my art for 10 plus years. Right, right. So she's know what I'm capable of. She knows if I'm doing something that she's already seen before. Because if she's already seen it before, I've probably seen it in my head yep. thousands of times. Yep, yep, yep. And because of that, she allows a, a good like, third-party point of view of how to approach my art, how do you view it, and how does it influence. And, and it's a good kind of like a litmus test to a general audience who has no clue. I do art. Right. Has no, what kind of of art I do. Would they be attracted to it? Mm -hmm. Would they be, you know, how would they react? Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And then as far as other people's feedback, what do you like to hear? um, As far as like, because I'll get it sometimes, right. Where you'll like everybody last night at this dinner party, Mm -hmm. where it was at um, a lady's private home. It was her husband's birthday party. And, of course, you get the feedback that's like, oh, my God, that was so delicious. Like, Mm -hmm. that was so great. Like, blah, 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 blah. But there's no constructive element to it. Right. So I'd be curious to hear what you appreciate hearing, what you enjoy hearing. And what maybe you just discount it because it's like you don't really understand.
0: I think it's very difficult because it's, I mean, this is why this podcast is so great. Mm -hmm. Because we're, Mm -hmm. it's like two creatives. Right, right. Conversating Mm -hmm. about the process. Yep. In that setting, it's difficult because um, you're providing a service, an event, an experience, um, and one—if they like it—that's what you, thats number one goal.
1: I mean, I'm not discounting that feedback because yep. that's exactly what I want to hear. Exactly. At, at a certain level, but in order to kind of like move the needle forward on like the entire experience, I need to hear like so something else. I,
0: and I think I've—I I've, think we we both thought about it too is um and you have actually worded it in a good way is like i'm so glad you like it what did you like about the dish sure sure and so the art thing it, it's, this, it's 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 the funny part with the art is my, if you looked at me you wouldn't jump to the conclusion that i'm the artist got it and i use that sometimes to my advantage when i go to like shows mm-hmm. or when i hear the menu art or like someone sitting next to us is art i could hear a genuine comment right and Um, that's what I could take from it. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what you're talking about, constructive criticism, you do have to guide, uh, whoever is, uh, commenting on the work, like, what did you like about it? Or how does it make you feel? Sure. Or what was the highlight of it? What could be better? Right. Right. But you know, it's a fine line because then it becomes like an interview. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's finding that person. That's why my wife is so good Mm -hmm. because she will, one, she'll be polite about it. Um, cause you'll talk to me after. Yep. Uh, not like at the dinner setting. So it'd be kind of <laughs> weird. They're like, Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Yeah, yeah. It's like people are going to think it's about the food, but it's, it's about the art. Right. Um, yeah, it's it, to move the needle. It, there's that, that trust that you have to build. Mm-hmm. And then from there you can, um, kind of move the, move the conversation to a more constructive point of view. Right. Which I think it's, it's very important, um, that any type of creatives, one, be, able to be critiqued mm-hmm. um, don't take it personally sure it's hard um, but once you find a good core a mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. that uh, you can trust in terms of giving you a good perspective on your piece yep. or your your um, a creative outlet how do you use that to almost like evolve your your right artistic pursuits
1: because there's, there's a certain point when it's like you got to get out of your own head right because Agreed. that's that's really hard because I'll write menus and then I'll kind of like present it to people that are working with me and they'll be like, you sure you want to do that? Yeah, (laughs) And that to me is a great moving the needle. And I, I commend you a lot for that because a lot of this is like, all these pieces are, are you and only you, there's no other team members involved. No one's telling you what to do or helping you execute any of it. So, um, I always personally find that I, um, get a little bit more out of collaboration. Have you ever done any sort of collaborative? Or is that is that is that what the restaurant does for you? Right? I think
0: uh, you, you put, you, you've nailed it on the head. Mm-hmm. There's this, the restaurant environment, one, I'm jealous <laughs> of it because I would love to, it's like theater mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. I love to work with a bunch of people trying to attain one common goal. Right. The visual arts is a little bit, the way I approach it, a little bit different. Um, I know I'll be very difficult to work with because I'm very particular with details. Yep, yep. Um, as you saw when you came here, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a time slot of things that need to be done mm-hmm. so that it can be executed well. Right. Um, that's my <laughs> wife. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, uh, it, it's, I do miss the collaboration, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why we're doing this. And yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I think uh, the visual arts, I'm at that stage where to push the boundaries, I need to explore the other art, uh, mm-hmm. artistic fields. And from there, uh, understand how like you create art how you create sure art. um that's how that, that's a It's actually a crucial skill i think one of my best skills are is not the I, I don't think i have talent i have good observation skills got it and then once you build a craft to coincide with observation skills you can make totally more work totally and and, and that's the key that's why i miss the collaboration i miss art school when we used to have critiques every month or two mm-hmm. and we were just analyzing each piece um but i think what i miss the most is the create environment seeing what they're working on i'm like oh i would love to use that oh i would love that i mean and visual arts forms if you look at the trend of a lot of artists everybody influence each other in some way some form sure um and i think i think that's where i'm trying to attain and where i'm trying to get at hmm. um
1: let's take it into a little bit of a we've been very very like tactical in talking about the creative process you're you're incredibly well uh eaten like you've eaten at amazing places and what are some memorable meals you've had recently and maybe you can after that you can go into some bucket list meals for you
0: oh man um actually it's funny because I, I got a haircut today yep and i was talking to my stylist the first time i ever met her mm-hmm. and she's uh she's korean um, and we were talking about the dining experience. I go, w- where do you eat mm-hmm. when you're tired? You had a like 12 hour shift. Mm-hmm. Where do you eat? And she's like, Oh, I, I like to go somewhere that's very comfortable, unassuming. Yep. And um, like, like you know, people like hole in the walls. But right. what I think what people like hole in the walls is there's some connection to home. Got it. Some mem- mem- memorable experience. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got this. For example, for me, it's um boom reel is uh, a Vietnamese soup uh tomato heavy tomato base mm-hmm. um and I, I know it's unfair but my mother-in-law made it and <laughs> uh you know you never can compare your mother and mother-in-law's meal sure but i ate it and i was like oh my god this is amazing this reminds me of my mom yeah and i was like what did you do different from a lot of times she's mm-hmm. like oh we got our you know from the garden we got the tomatoes that we just came out yep and i was like that was the difference got it and so um in terms of dining experience, let's say when I was in London, um, my wife and I we we love like the the high name, mm-hmm, the, the very mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. well known name places, but um, she she, she uh, we went to just Yep. Yep. The chain, but the thing is, what she loved about it is the when you we sat next to the kitchen and the whole high speed and stuff like that, and then and then when we actually had the like I guess the the the, the the curries, but not really the curries. We had the curries, but my wife had. Um, I, I remember what she has because I never remember what she <laughs> eats. I remember what I eat. Yeah. Um, she she loved that, and that my experience there. I loved uh, Portland. Okay. Because um, it, it was just kind of fun. There was a sequence to the meal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was like you, you can feel the voice, but the melody of how to pace the meal. Got it. That makes sense. Yep, Of course. Uh, that was very memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, for like was I was in um. Atlanta, and uh, I ate at uh, S- Staple House. Okay. And Staple House, uh, the chef, one, the story of the restaurant's amazing, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you look it up, look up uh, The Given Kitchen. Got it. Um, but I like what he's doing with Southern ingredients mm-hmm. and almost, like, fine-tuning them. Yeah. Make you think differently. It's not like, hey, shrimp and grits or right. fried chicken, but it's like, hey, I'm going to use the the broth that we use here and in this type of sauce. Then we're going to do put in this type of curry, type of, like paste. Interesting. And then, and he, and he totally makes you think a little further. Mm. And that's more of like a cerebral type of meal, yeah. which I love. Yeah. Uh, I think it's unfair because my wife loves, uh, Japanese food, mm-hmm. but, uh, we were in Kyoto and one, we don't we speak very minimal Japanese, sure. but we were walking down this back alley hallway and it's this little house. And, um, you know they spe- they had these like house meals mm-hmm. and i was like oh i've been reading about that so i went in and with our google translate i was like, hey come here uh i was like, can we have this the chicken the chicken uh designated meal which is like five dishes but like each component of chicken the chicken broth rice dish um you know breast and yeah. then like a kind of like infused like a little ch- uh dessert they have mm-hmm. with the the flavor and it's in someone's home and it's in someone's home wow. which which is uh, when we went there i was like oh man this is amazing like mm-hmm. Like this is, this is, I think that's what I'm looking for. And that's why I do the menu are. I'm looking for an experience that I've not really like, I want you to impress me with experience. I want to know more about you. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the key thing. Right. Um, so, uh, that's, that's one example. Mm -hmm. Uh, in Austin, uh, my, my, my cousin's there and every time I go to Uchi, I love how they are, they change it up. Yep. Every time I'm there. And so that's why I, I I do thoroughly enjoy. And I've had some great meals there. My wife has some good meals And then Texas is unfair because I always, I crave Texas barbecue. Right. And so I'm always looking for the next barbecue joint because that's already like a family atmosphere. I was just
1: about to ask you what what, what foods do you crave? Because you could go in any direction, right? You could go Vietnamese. You could go Texas. You could go a- Atlanta. Like yeah. South. Yeah. You,
0: I think. Oh, sorry. No, um, okay uh so i was just in i was lay. i had a layover in minneapolis mm-hmm. and this place called upton 43 okay uh he's a. I i think he's swedish or i like mm-hmm. sure. to make sure mm-hmm. um but he has a background but he, his first restaurant was a meat restaurant which okay. i think was like oh okay you know people are gonna love type a meat dish in the midwest for sure. in the, exactly yeah. um and you definitely yep, know <laughs> yep, yep, yep. but his other restaurant is a little is more focused on you know local veg- uh, vegetables okay and he was like just manipulating uh like the bread what things you could do potato bread you can do all that but then mm-hmm. he was like okay I'm gonna put some little infused carrots and stuff like that yeah and it was just like oh this is nice and especially I didn't it's unexpected sure and so um I, that was a great experience there and it's funny because uh a friend recommended there but like I've never been there yep um and then the, the 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 uh media sort of talks about but not so much mm-hmm. but I, I i every time i ask someone who's been there they're like it's worth going again got it and that's the key thing. it's worth going again so it's like oh, i want to check it out mm-hmm. go there do the menu art and it's just like but they're like oh i've never seen this before and then the person on the, their instagram was like hey can you do something like this but with this type of subject matter because we would love to post it on okay our... and and so then that's like that, that that's what the menu art does and mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. builds that experience and right. then they're like oh this is something it's like hey can't check out your kitchen and you go down to the kitchen and there's a there's a sushi chef that's cutting all like prepping all the vegetables wow and and he also preps all the, the meat ingredients as well but the and then they have a, another local butcher that also helps out the meat greens. But the fact is, like, you have a, a sushi chef in a you know kind of new American Swedish kind of restaurant. Yeah, it's like you would never expect it. Mm-hmm. But I could see in the food. Okay, and does so that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, that that that's what's attracting you know, mm-hmm. uh, going to places that I've never seen before. Like, I was just at a what was it Missoula? Mm-hmm. And then someone who went to Brazil and was doing all the Brazilian braised meat and the Brazilian kind of bowl type of dish and stuff like that. Very simple, but the fact that they were doing it with, you know, uh, meats from Montana, Mm. it's, it's a different flavor than you would have it. Right. And so I think that's, that's what attracts me to the restaurant industry is it's an opportunity for, and if it will know outside the business side of it, someone to make a message with the ingredients that they're used to. Right. And tell their story.
1: There's an incredible, um, I mean that's why DJs are great, right? They're right. Because of that, you're essentially just remixing, right? When there's an incredible power to that because you can take something that already exists and then apply that creative process to something, yeah, and transform it into something that you know is enjoyable in a different way or entirely its own animal, yeah, which I think is super interesting.
0: And, and you, if you look at all the big DJs, if you look at their beginning works to now, yep. you can see their take. You can see their journey, yeah. Um, and at least in the beginning, they're trying to build a common language, something mm. kind of like I don't know, a niche group, but sure. also a sound that, sure. that someone recognizes. Mm. And then when they get a certain amount of success, they can be like, okay, now I can kind of push it. I can get like guest artists to do this right. and stuff like that. You right. know, it, it's, it's, it's astounding. And I think any art form, it's key once you find your audience, but then if you could take them on this journey, mm. you'll be fine. Um, I'm going to
1: peek for a question on Facebook, but in the sure. meantime, uh, you have a ticket to anywhere to eat anything. Where do you go? Uh,
0: so I can't, can't, cause I listen to a lot of food podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I can I automatically exclude, exclude family because I, my mom would be really upset if I don't call. She would be number one, hands down. Yeah. 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 But we got, like, let me exclude family. <laughs> sure, so, sure, cause sure. I think sure. that'd be unfair. Yeah. Uh, hands down wherever I go. Um, I would love to go back in the streets of like some Southeast Asia, Thailand or, um, Vietnam mm-hmm. and, and, you know, eating bun real on yeah. the streets. Cause it's just like, it's, it's different, but I don't know what they do. It's just, it's just different.
1: There's something about it.
0: Yeah. Something about it. I go there. Um, and then I would love to transfer. I, I would love to go anywhere in Europe just to switch it up. Mm. Um, you, you know, I, I'm curious cause you trained in Norway. Norway? Mm-hmm. I would love to explore that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Because yeah. the culture of it is is centuries old, and yeah. a lot of it is based on, like, lack of anything. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, like, you would get fish from the fjords and smoke it and salt it and preserve it, and you yeah. would grow potatoes in, like, the tiny little plot of land that you have. Right. And you were able to get some flowers to make breads with. But then everything else that, you know, kind of, like, surrounds those core um, things is just things that people would use to make that exciting because it's like you were eating salted pork and preserved fish and potatoes and bread for your entire year yeah and so it's like then how do you take all like a few of these other things that are growing around you to make the food interesting
0: that's a that's a true set, test of skill and craft mm-hmm. that's what's fa- uh, that's, which that's is why
1: nordic cooking took off because it's like it was this thing that um They also had the benefit of coming right after the modernist movement, Mm -hmm. which was this kind of very gimmicky, uh, sometimes uh, lost in translation thing Right. that was kind of... And what the Nordic movement did was kind of brought it all back to cooking and ingredients and lack of, which when we talk about challenges and creativity, when you have this lack of resources, you're forced to be creative on it. Um, So... It's a very, very interesting style of food. Um, it's off-putting to some people because it's mm. very, very strong flavors and very, right. you know, like in your face sometimes. But um, it's definitely worth exploring
0: because there's tons to explore. I think you, you bring a good point too. Uh, and I know you weren't trying to... No. Say this, but like when like talking about audience, when we went to travel with uh, Korea with a couple of friends mm-hmm. and note that like my spice and uh, flavor profile and my wife's just a little bit different from theirs. Right. I went to Korea and went to, like, the fish market. I mean, like, the, the farmer's market or their version of farmer's market, mm-hmm. which is, like, a, you know, everything. Sure. Um, and we're eating, like, just this soup just from the corner of someone sitting in. And then the flavor is just, like, in your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's great because you're just, like, I would never think of this. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing the boundaries of my, my, taste, my, my taste buds. Right. Uh, and then what I do, and I think a lot of people do, too, but I'm not sure, Is you link it back to something you're familiar with, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I think that's a good point. Is as as an artist, as much as you what you want to say, you need something that links the audience can link back to something common, right? Um, And and that's crucial, sure. Uh, Because like with my menu art, it's a menu, but the initial subject matters are always something uh, very familiar, like an animal, right? Right. And then when I if I make two or three, I, I can push it further. Like, okay there's an animal now can kind of do animal bones got it now can kind I of do a like a cross section of an image can mm-hmm. kind of do a mix of two uh, play with the visual imagery and and i think that's what that's what the same thing with anybody in creative field it's like you have to build the trust with your audience mm-hmm. and then you can start play with more play with more play got with it. more. got it um, no that's
1: a really good point because um <sighs> I mean, so, like, for me, that is one of the reasons why I don't want to do what I... Like, because I've had my family members ask me, why don't you do this in Wisconsin? Right. Right? Because I could... um, I want to execute on something that's creative, right? Right. But the problem is, if I do, like... If I do the menu that I'm going to do tomorrow, at the pop-up we're going to do tomorrow, if I do that in Wisconsin...
0: Mm -hmm. Shout out to your events. Yeah, (laughs)
1: absolutely. Uh, It's in Capitol Hill. You should come. Buy tickets online. Uh, The... It would just get lost. It would just get lost in translation. It would be very similar—I mean, you could translate it to a bunch of different arts and mediums, but right. it's just because no one—and not and I hate to say no one because that's such a generalization, but the majority of the population, or at least the people that I would want to be cooking for— don't have any sort of connection or interest in that sort of food. There's no appreciation. Um, not that there's no appreciation for it, but there's no, like you said, there's no connection.
0: Yeah. Th- th- being receptive to it is going to be different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, l- a harder journey. Right. And the the hardest part is if your audience is not going to buy in right away, mm. then i are going to say, hey, I'm going to take this as a, a new, new type of food. Right. And I'm going to appreciate for the, how it's cooked, how mm. the flavor, how it's presented, you know, the history behind it. Right if they're not going to go through all that they're going to just think oh i can get the same thing with a hamburger across right, the street right right and 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 then that's 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 the difficult part is there's an use... open
1: mindedness that yeah. has to
0: come along with that yeah so but i
1: again being like a relentless optimist see also like huge opportunity in that because you can basically take someone who would never have expected like mm-hmm. they didn't think that food could do that or they didn't think that art could like i didn't think that you could take something like an oyster shell or a knife cover, and have it look like that. Right. That's a huge opportunity.
0: And and, and that's a good point. And it's not you're being an optimist. Mm-hmm. I, I think over time it will change. Mm-hmm. It's the question is when do you initiate that change? Sure. Sure. Um. Yeah, that'd be fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's what happened with Elton for you. There, I never yeah. expected it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh mm-hmm. my god, I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> exactly. That's too much fun. The funny thing is, you see the front of the restaurant, and then you go around the corner. And there's like a, a chicken biscuit section of part par of the restaurant and i'm like of course you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. gotta cater to yeah you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> you work gotta it in someone you know? yeah that's true. It's it's true like i still do commissions of like pets and stuff yep. like that and yep. I, I still love doing it mm-hmm. but it's not like what my focus is sure
1: sure yeah. so for industry folks that are listening that are maybe just starting out or like so from a perspective of because i see you as like a well-versed mm-hmm. customer Right. And that's one of the reasons why I respect your opinion, because you've eaten in so many places and you can bring that. so much kind of like context to the table. Um, what do you see or what do you look for? What do you see going forward as something that chefs can do to kind of move the needle forward? Um, what would you like to see from the next generation of chefs?
0: Ooh, this is tough because I, I am a, from a consumer side point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is from, I, it's funny how our conversation can be in full circle. Mm-hmm. One, build your craft. Yep. Yep. Like it's, it's, uh, I view it the same thing with, uh, food, with art. So if you come out of a dish and it's not cooked well, it's not seasoned well, it's going to be, it's not, you're not going to be starting with a good starter point. Sure. It's the same thing like with art. If you're not going to make a good piece with a good composition, good balance to Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. then then no one's going to look at it right away. You know? Uh, so I I would say if you're young in the industry, build your skill set. be patient with it. You know, I I've been doing art for thirty years. <laughs> I, I, I wish I wish I felt this way when I first started yeah, out. But yeah. no, it took years and years, and you know I was a starving artist and I had to get a second job to pay the bills. But I stuck with it. Yep. And then eventually, once you have that opportunity, we mentioned before, sure, um, that is your time to kind of branch out, mm. move the needle, right? Right. Because um, I think. I would hate to see like a, like an artist or someone in the restaurant industry move the needle when their their skill sets is not up to par. Got it. Got it. You know, it's like like throwing a high school high school athlete into a professional football yeah. game. And then they they, they they have the opportunity but they blow out their knee. Right. And right. then they can't play sports anymore. Mm-hmm. That I would hate for that to happen sure. to someone who's early in the industry, mm-hmm. build that craft, build that build that you know we talked about a good group of people that you trust in that you feel comfortable because like you probably mentioned, if something pops up, something's gonna go wrong. Yep, yep. And it's about being prepared, adjusting, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. you know, nothing's gonna go as smoothly as if you think in your head. Um, that's probably why I think being prepared is the most crucial aspect.
1: It's fantastic advice, and I, yeah, I, you, you you hit the nail on the head.
0: Um, <laughs> well, maybe because we think alike, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. Um, what would be a win for you with DOS-V? Uh
0: A win for DOS-V? Uh for Dosve. Yeah, 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 as yeah as an art or mm-hmm. uh, it almost sounds like a brand <laughs> uh, it is
1: it is your brand uh, it, it, yeah
0: I, I think i'm coming around to accepting yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's, mm-hmm. it's still hard to s- swallow sure, sure um a win for dos would be if i could go up to any venue if i can go to it like i i know i'll be i'll be good if like say i walked into facebook and be like hey i want to make a mural for you you just pay for the materials I yep. won't even charge for the project and it's like, hands down, let's do it today. Got it. That will be a win. So you can
1: basically, it would be the, uh, is does that come down to awareness for you? Or uh, attracting people that appreciate what you do? Because you have these, because there's something about when you mention something like Facebook, right? Because the idea that goes along with that is like, they're one of the most influential companies in the world. You're right. They can they have options right they could hire any artist to do their mural yeah so to you it comes down to maybe um to have the respect of um tasteful consumers would be a win
0: well, look, this is how i try to it. dissect that into like a yeah gonna you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. be fun this uh-huh. is fun so let's, let's do a small scale mm-hmm. if i go into a friend's place and say hey let me make a mural which mm-hmm. i've done before yep they had a new baby. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. We love your work. Do it. Hands sure. down. Sure. We'll do it. We'll pay for the costs. Mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. Drew elephants because they wanted elephants and kind of hugging because they had a new baby. Mm-hmm. Fits. Happy. Both sides are happy. Right. Next scale is, say, a restaurant. I just did one at Jack's Barbecue. Um, and, you know, it's it's Texas Barbecue. Uh, my style, the black and white kind of works. It kind of gives that char mm-hmm. feeling that you have with the brisket and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The subject matter was a cow skull. He's like, I can work with that. It sounds like very Texas, stuff like that. And yep. I was like, well, what if I threw in some copper paint that, that makes it shine? Wow. And he's like, I don't know. Let me take a look at it. I was like, you know, how about this? I, I want to do this project. You know, we, we'll make a deal. You know, we can barter stuff and that, but I want to do it. And he goes, okay, I'll let you do it. We did it. He's super happy. I'm super happy with mm-hmm. how how the product turned out. He is. It's a win right there. True. But I I can count. That's one successful project. Mm-hmm. There were right, five other projects that did that. it fell miserably. Wow. So it, it's it's getting to that point like, okay, I'm good. But am I that good enough that people can trust? And so we move on to the next level. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm glad you brought up like, why, why do Facebook? Yeah. Facebook is our new um, means of communication. Yep. Yep. um and every every reaction has multiple consequences that we as individuals can't fully understand until mm-hmm. we see it mm-hmm. um and so them as a as a big corporation has to make a sound decisions like okay we're gonna let you do this but what you end up making will have to be be able to not offend or not hurt anyone sure in, in, in the grand scheme of things uh the, but also they're a corporation that was built on creative minds got it so their got it perspective mm-hmm. is different from say a uh you know a forbes mm. you know bank mm-hmm. or a big like the lawyer or something of that th- their goal is completely different right, but to get them to say yes, we'll do it hands down mm-hmm. i th- I think that's a huge step yeah, because yeah. it's a it's a a, a creative collective mm-hmm. That's understanding what I do and, but willing to trust me in the process. Right,
1: And I think that's another thing that, um, would have gone unsaid if I had not like translated that in my mind is that there's also an aspect of just the way that you worded it. When you say, I can go to Facebook and say, I want to, uh, do a mural for you. Um, and the fact that you said that and didn't say, I want to do a mural of Mark Zuckerberg on the wall. Right. Um, there's an element of you desiring creative freedom. Exactly. Where you have the flexibility to say, this is what I want to do. And for them to say yes, just based on your reputation. And that's why I think, that's why uh, I think that's so important for you to think about brand.
0: Because that's what it
1: is. You're selling your brand at that point in time.
0: And I think that's why it's hard for me to come around that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I feel that, and this is just me personally, like Mm -hmm. a mental block. When I brand it, it's going to be something that's contained. Sure. You're going to have to name it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to define it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point, the fun part of DOSV is I don't have to define it. I have the freedom to, you know, paint on menus, paint on oyster shells, paint on walls. I mean, what people don't know is like I do menus for multiple restaurants, little tiny items that you never pay attention to. Mm -hmm. You know, those are are the fun parts, doing these time-lapse videos. Right, right, right. at, At some point, though, as... If, if I wanted broadcasted to a larger audience, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, oh, DOSV, that's the, that's, that's like a brand, uh, you know, uh, his style. That's like Bingsky, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, and, and to get to that point. Right. will be like astronomical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then with that, we're mentioning the consequences, which I fear is the creative freedom. Am I going mm-hmm. to be able to maintain that freedom? Right. So,
1: um, on that note, I'd like to kind of dive into and at least show the people on the video exactly some pieces and maybe you can kind of like as i show them you can talk a little bit about them sure um so this here is an oyster
0: shell yeah so um it's uh it's so it's a little upside down just to tell you oh yeah sorry this way can you see the wolf
1: yep 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 yep
0: so it's an extension of the menu art Uh, some of the menu arts to get that white on black you had to provide a base Mm -hmm. so that's a a base of a a enamel type of oil paint that provided. a coat and then I can redraw which gives an effect of an etching Um, and that's inside an oyster shell the thought process behind that is you know after you're done with you know shocking known oyster can the leftovers become be converted to some art piece right Uh, so that's that's that that's project which is actually the bridge to my plate art. I don't have any here. Yeah. I do apologize. Okay, I was uh, going to
1: talk about that in a little bit. Awesome. While I'm grabbing the next I one, cheated. I cheated. it at the
0: whole sheet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you're okay. The, so th- that that is a brand deal that you worked with, right? Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm working with like oyster companies with mm-hmm. how do because what they what they do with the shells is, you know they either kind of, re put them back into their environment or uh, stack it up and stuff like that. So I was like, oh. I can use that material. Sure. Um, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's Just working with like found material that we take for granted. Same thing with the menu art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the plate art is more or less the same. Because it's like a blank canvas. Exactly. In, in that sense. And actually what's fun is I tell... I, with the if, if I do work with a plate company, I say, give me the plates that are like imperfect. The ones Got that it. you can't sell. Because those are the ones that I want to transform. And repurpose. Right. Because, you know, as restaurants and a chef yourself, yeah. you're going already... Make that good play into a, a gorgeous cam, a gorgeous right. piece. Anyway, so. and that
1: company is Steelite, right? light, yeah. We're going
0: to light right now.
1: Okay, um, so maybe this piece you can talk a little bit about.
0: So that's a, that's actually an extension of the white on um, black piece, but do out in co- color. Yeah. Uh, thanks to my wife. Shout out to my wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's manipulating with metallic ink, but uh, as you can see, the language thing is just—it's not the normal red. You see, it's trying to manipulate colors, but how? How can the audience perceive it as one as a food item, a two, also an art piece that kind of like shines and um, you know I like to think of, like Jeff Koons what he did with a lot of his artwork, yeah, and kind of add this luxury aspect mm-hmm. to very simple found items, right? And then also how do we add luxury aspect to very sought out items? Sure. Like that. Okay, so the third one and the final one that
1: I wanted to kind of reveal and we need to talk about on the, on the, on the oh, show yes. is. Um, the knife sheath that you did and this is this this came about from a um meal that we had together at a restaurant called copine just down the
0: street good good friends yeah and
1: so um yeah so we'll kind of take this out of the sheath so you can see it um and this is the first time that you're everybody's seeing the other side of it this is on uh instagram so we'll take that out not stab ourselves so um can you tell a little bit about what happened at Compine and how that all started
0: so i mean we were there just having (laughs) a lovely (laughs) dinner just relaxing Mm -hmm. and um we were very fortunate enough they've they've always been kind to me in my menu art and the chef asked hey can you draw on the right um and i was like on the spot i was like i think i can um luckily i had my bag of goodies yep yep um and we did i, I think you, you were there too so mm-hmm. you you know the process is laying that black ink on the bottom
1: because these start as as wood yeah like, pure wood yep. mm-hmm. like if you look
0: at it now you wouldn't even know it's just yeah, all the, the granulation of mm-hmm. the wood mm-hmm. then we paint that over so it allows like a base like the oysters right and then the, the bread paint is, is the same thing that enamel paint that i use actually for similar brand one shot brand yep on um on the oysters that adds a second layer and yep. a texture to it as Got you can it. see. There's a little sheen to it. Right. Compared to that flat matte black. Mm-hmm. And then uh, with the pen, I was just redrawing in, um, I did a, a mix between, uh, I, I want to give you a line skull. Yep. Yep. With a snake kind of ba- uh, body. Amazing. And then the, the the fun part is, as you saw on the back, yep. is the same type of pen with the white, but, di- but more of a gold bronze right. gel right. pen. Mm-hmm. And adding these scales, so it kind of gives you that textual component yep. of the image. Uh, it's kind of playing off the idea of breaking down the components of animals, and sure. um, that that I think one pure luck that you know, Kuhuim, we were able to do that because he wanted tentacles, and mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I'll just wrap, wrap it around. Yeah, but it's a canvas or a platform that I can make more images right. and it's in a way it has the components of a 2d mm-hmm. image, but a 3d aspect because it's a, it's an object and this an object that you use and can be, uh, can be applied to your daily chef life. Right. 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 Uh, I think that'd be a great, I would love to get people to like shoot me an email yeah. at DOSV at me.com or on my Instagram Dosfee or Dosfeeworks. works. Yep. And um, yeah, i love to do commissions, you know, We'd we'll love to do collaborate absolutely. With Justin's podcast. and
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will um, go ahead and if you're listening and you're interested in getting involved or getting one of your knife covers covered in something like this, go ahead and shoot. Again, I'll leave all these links in the show notes t- uh, for DOS-V. Um It's DOSFI at me.com. and you can kind of just reach out and tell him that you're interested in getting something like this done because this is amazing and adds such character to something that at least I use all the time um, and have with me all the time. And I'm all about, I mean, everybody, most people who are listening already probably know that I'm all about custom pieces. So this is something that I definitely am going to cherish because this is super awesome. Yeah. The What led you in the
0: in the direction of doing a snake skeleton and a lion skull? Um. Well, so the lion skull are... are I guess when I first met you, I was like, oh, he's got the fiery of a lion. So <laughs> sure. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a lion. Yeah. And um, as, as you've seen in my work, I can do like a literal image of a lion. Mm. I was like, oh, let me play with bones. I've yeah. always been fascinated with bones. Yeah. And then the red, well, one, yep. I, I watch your podcast. Yep, yep, yep. Um, it's great. So I know red is a favorite of yours. Sure, sure. Um, but it adds to the fire. Mm-hmm. And then what I love about the, the snake skeleton structure it's just like it's it's form it's 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 like very linear got it it stacks on it's like a backbone like mm-hmm. vertebrae and stuff like that mm-hmm. i didn't want to do the ribs because i thought it was too much yeah. but the ri- i didn't need to do the ribs because the, the linear works of the, the red lines. sure and the video is on dos for yeah, yeah, yeah. works mm-hmm. the splatter approach or accomplishes that effect so i didn't need to add more lays a foundation
1: yep got it yeah got you it. Really get
0: the rhythm with the line work it's and, and and then the structure of the anatomical structures mm-hmm. so allows that and then it's kind of fun because then you flip on the backside, the skin yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's a really layered kind of art piece where it's like bones and 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 they got red, red like blood mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you got you got the skin texture yeah. so it's like you get the whole kind of animal anatomy to, yeah, yeah yeah exactly You're which really- i feel
1: like it's really interesting and something that uh not a lot of people question you enough about because it's something that you and I have talked about in the past, where there's so many, um, there's so much thought and so much uh, behind. And I get this too with dishes yeah. sometimes. It's like there's a reason that I seasoned with rice wine vinegar instead of red wine vinegar. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's Ooh, a reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, there's a reason I used lemon zest, and there's a reason I used uh, brown sugar instead of white sugar, mm-hmm. uh, and that is all again to kind of elicit that pleasurable response. But for you. I think like, there's so much that comes with the, the, the visual beauty of it, mm-hmm. um, but there's so much more of a story that I feel like you don't tell sometimes. Is there a reason that it doesn't... Because it, it you feel like it shouldn't, or you feel like if they want to know more, they'll ask? Because I get like that sometimes, too. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't need to tell you... I don't need to stand at the table and tell you, oh, and I seasoned with rice, wine, vinegar because right. XYZ, XYZ. Just enjoy it. And then... Tell me if you like it. And then if you have a question about it, then I'll tell you a little bit more.
0: I think it's it's a struggle internally. Mm-hmm. If I dictate what I did to the piece, sure. will you like it more? Yeah. Which is funny because we're talking about servers, industry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You want to guide them and have a story. Right. But I can think, maybe it's a very commonality between the visual artists and chefs. So yep. It's like, here's my piece. You like it or you don't like it. Got it. Got it. You got, got, know? it got it. Um and I, you know, we strive for that genuine reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what I do want. Sure. And if someone does ask more questions, I'd be more than happy to go on. Yep. yep. Um I think I just did a still light event in Atlanta mm. and this gentleman who works in uh film production started asking these great questions and he goes, Yeah, why don't you tell people? And I was like, Honestly, you're the first person in like five years who ever asked me these questions. It's just like, I just didn't think people really care. It's and fantastic. Like, yeah. it's yeah. like, if more people express it, then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, i will be more than happy to answer yeah, it, yeah. stuff like that. I mean,
1: that's what all this is for. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check one more time if we have any more questions. But um, I know we can talk for hours. I have no doubt. This will probably be <laughs> episode one of, of Multiple. Um, so uh, to wrap it up, I guess, where can, where can people find you? Where can people find you online? Where would you want people to come and talk to you?
0: I, I think the best way to follow me and understand my artwork if you want the menu art, go to DOSFY, D-O-Z-F-Y on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you want um, the other artworks outside of menu art, um, whether it be murals, you know, the car paintings, the plate work, as you saw, uh, hopefully this new side of work would be if people are interested. That's at DOSV Works, Right. That's D-O-Z-F-Y-W-O-R-K-S supposed to be a pun of Dosby <laughs> Works or Dosby Works. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- that's 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 another area. My email's on there at mm-hmm. Dosswee at me and then I do have a website uh, dosby.net. Mm-hmm. but dosby.net is kind of a, um, a combination of everything uh, of what we're mentioning before but uh, Portfolio. But yeah, Portfolio. Will. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, so thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, this was you. great.
0: Uh, with that, time.
1: this has been episode 30 of The Emulsion. Yes. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you have stories you want covered on uh, next week's show go ahead and shoot them to me on twitter at justin underscore kana and hashtag the emulsion so i can find them go ahead and leave a thumbs up on this video if you're consuming that way or consider leaving a review on itunes if you listen there regardless of where you are i really really appreciate your ears so thank you and i appreciate you daspy for being here well, on thanks the show for having me. Yeah, absolutely my name's justin kana have a good one all right